This podcast is brought to you by Zotes Sunflower Seeds, the number one flavored sunflower seeds on the planet. Visit Zotes.com. Now, welcome to the Accidental Experience with Mark Comer. Hi, and welcome to another long-awaited edition of the Accidental Experience. I'm Mark, Mark Comer, not Mock. Well, in some countries, I'm Mock Coma. I'm Mark Comer here with Jimmy Boy, the one and only Jim Wakeham. Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Uh, yim is how I say it in some countries. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm uh, living the dream. It's uh, I got this the window open. It's a cool, probably like 67 right now, and it's just beautiful. I hear you, brother. Same thing up here. It was I was outside with Presley. I took a little dip. It's about 70 degrees outside. No wind. The weather has just been awesome. Very nice summer evenings here in Utah. It sounds like in SoCal as well, huh? Yeah. Well, happy 4th to you. I know as a Canadian, you don't celebrate the 4th, but I would like to wish you and yours a happy 4th. Well, thank you. And likewise, we had a lot of fun. We had six baseball games between Chase and Easton at different places. Uh, And so uh, we got a lot of baseball in. Um, When they were over, came home, did a little uh, barbecuing and hung out, and it was awesome. What did you do? Did you go to the beach? No, this was the first year I denied the beach. Um, So I went in a pool, and uh, then we went to – we have the same fireworks party every year. Although you remember one year I had a fireworks party with you in D.C. That goes down as a classic. Well, that was classic. That was that was classic, yeah. and we sure was. As a matter of fact, we were so late on the fourth, and after the tournament, and you know after the baseball games, and then we went and ate a you know July Fourth Independence went to Mi Ranchito to eat some Mexican food, and yeah, um, Canadian. We got home late, and we didn't even do fireworks. But but in this area, because a couple of years ago, as you know, the aerials, those those hardcore fireworks, were made legal. Yeah, in the state of Utah, so it sounded like what I would would guess would be a war zone till about one in the morning. I mean, everywhere there was fireworks going off, and so we just sat and listened and and just had a good evening. Well, they they finally allowed fireworks again in Huntington Beach after a long time, and if you allow like the fountains, that means everything's a go because people just take it to the next level. And we got Tijuana around the corner, and so the police last year. Uh, took this picture as well as panoramics where it shows like the whole thing and it looked like Beirut, you know, and it said, old, old, old grandmas, please do not try to think that we're going to arrest your neighbor or something like that because the whole thing looked like it was just uh, basically what it's going to look like uh, when Hillary gets elected. Yeah. But uh, it was awesome and we enjoyed it thoroughly. That's funny because there's a really big park that you've driven by to get to my home. It's a newer, little newer park and, so it's been a tradition the last couple of years where a ton of people go and just light off a ton of fireworks at the park. Mm-hmm. The day after the 4th, we got voicemail messages. All residents of our town got a message from the city that said, due to the fact that nobody cleaned up anything, the park was in a huge mess, garbage everywhere, you will not be able to do fireworks at Creekside Park anymore. So there you have it. So the, instead of saying... Uh on the third, hey, Creekside Fireworks is back up. It's going to be awesome. If it's not clean, you'll never see this again. 
They just gave, they did the opposite and just said, because of your past sins. See, I'm a repentant kind of guy. I would have let people know that they would have, how far they could go. <laughs> well, they didn't. They just said, we're done. We're done. But you know, with, with all that 4th of July side, which was awesome, it was a great day, a uh, lot of fun. Uh, you know, coaching, you know, coaching my boys, I've coached them for many years in baseball. My 13-year-old Easton, he plays in 13U on the clutch baseball team, and I sent you a little video of... Wait, wait, that's not Clutch. I thought he played for Central Coast because they have the exact same hats. No, Coastal the, Carolina. Oh, Coastal Carolina, sorry. No, Coastal Carolina, uh, they asked us a, a number of years ago if they'd be okay if they used our, our oh, logo. Nice. That's and I said, cool. hey, you know what, as long as you win a national championship in the next five years, which of course I never thought they would. I know, isn't that crazy? Crazy, crazy stuff. And so... um. So they, uh, you know, we played those games in Easton, and and it was just one of those moments um, that I would have been very happy for any of the kids on my team. Because, you know, you coach these kids. We've been coaching them for a few years now, and we were down three runs in uh, pool play, the bottom of the last inning, and, and uh, tied the game up. Is it up. tough playing inside of a pool? Do you think that usually, normally they play in a baseball diamond on sandish well, or like a dirt? Bat speed really is diminishes uh, in the pool play because it's, okay. it's hard swinging a bat underwater. I mean, it, it really is. It builds them up, though. It builds them strong. <laughs> right. So anyway, he had a nice little walk-off hit that we were that, that a mom of one of the players happened to video. That, hit, that swing, it was the first pitch. And, uh, you know, it was fun, but it was, it's, it's awesome to be able to, you know, as you know, coach your kids and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, have a lot of fun. And sometimes they like you coaching them probably. And sometimes they would prefer that you didn't coach them, but, uh, no, mine hated it because I'd get right in their face and it's like old school Earl Weaver, like spitting, like, what is wrong with you? And they're like, the game hasn't even started yet. But that's called tough love, Comer. You might want to try it. You know, dude, we, we missed last week. We were both really, really busy. No, you were busy. I sat by the phone. And, and, and uh, you know, I missed you, bud. You know, this is uh, – it's good to reconnect because <laughs> we've got a lot. we got a lot to talk about. I know we'll have a lot of good emails, but, but let's first talk a little bit of baseball. And, and I know that, you know, for a minute there you were thinking that the Dodgers were going to make that run. Well, they made a run and nothing, nothing happened. happened. So I knew once Kershaw went down that that run was done. So now we're just thinking, just hang on to that wild card. So you you got the score tonight. You didn't um, watch the game though. You had a lot yeah. of other things going on. So this was the first start for you. What you, how do you whatever? It? Just whatever. I mean, twenty one months. Ryu is now how it's supposed to go. But but did he? Did you know? Did you look yeah. at the box score or anything? I mean, was it a good start for him, even though they lost? Meaning um, he had, he had this, yeah. Well, no, I don't think it was good because I just hit summary really quick uh-huh. on my baseball, and it said it showed like check out Thompson on the Dodgers center fielder uh, stealing a home run from Kemp, and he lost. He gave up six runs in five innings, and it showed Thompson, and it showed, oh, watch Puig dive for a, a save a triple. So I think it was BP time. Yeah. But, I mean, I was not expect. I was hoping the Dodgers could have put up more than two hits, but I was hoping for like an 8-6 kind of win because, you know, it was just, he hadn't pitched in two years. Yeah, he had 4.2 innings, eight hits, six runs, six earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts, one home run. 89 total pitches, I guess. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I was just like, get just get me to the All Star break. Yeah. And it's uh, they're starting to slow down. They had two games against Baltimore. They should have won. Mm-hmm. And then that set up today's beatdown. So remember, remember Trumbo that used to play for BYU basketball player years ago in the early eighties with Danny Ainge. You remember Trumbo? Yeah, is he related to Trumbo? No, but but I just thought the one Trumbo gave you very good memories. The other Trumbo, you I don't think you like very much. I didn't even know BYU had a basketball team. Uh, no, actually I did because Danny Ainge against Notre Dame. Yeah, suck it, Catholics. That's how it goes down. So, well, yeah, they they were ahead. I saw one score in the eleventh. Maybe they were tied four to four and ended up losing. Uh, seven to four, something a home run. I, I honestly didn't look at the how it happened. I just saw that they lost that day, and then that you know the thing that here's what's crummy. Been really busy. I've, I've watched the Giants game like you do the Dodgers game late at night. So I'll do some work watching the game in the TV room. Then I'll go into my bedroom, flip on the game. The last few innings, the Giants are ahead like four to one, and the the Rockies, and they give up a three run home run, and, and then the Dodgers. As I'm dozing off, dozing off, the Giants lose. And then I'm mad and I have bad dreams all night. Yeah, I know. It's the worst. It's serious. Like, you have a five-game lead. The Dodgers don't have anyone that's pitched in the last ten years. And they lose a game and you're pissed with the best record in MLB. Isn't baseball fun, kids? (laughs) You know, that is so true. And I was thinking that and I was actually talking to my dad about that because he was pretty mad too. And I'm like, well, you know... They take two out of three at Arizona, who usually is their, yep. you know the guys that beat them. They they took uh, three out of four, I think, from the Rockies or whatever it was. The 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 days before they, you know, I mean, they're playing great baseball. They have, dude, two days ago they had four of their eight position starters were were not their start. They're not their normal starters. I mean, they're not healthy right now, and they're still finding a way to win the majority of their games, which is yeah, shocking. because you have the big three, and that's I – mean, we've said it. That's it. That's the, and, and another thing that we said, and here's the thing that pisses me off. Can I say that? Yeah. I've had a long day. I talked about oil for eight hours, and then I went and did religion for another two and a half, so I'm going to say it. So here's the deal. The thing that pissed me off about Granky – and I said this. You can go back to pod 172. Mm-hmm. Was after he goes to Arizona and sucks, he will therefore never be able to go to the Dodgers or Giants because now when they trade him, they're not going to trade him back to the Dodgers or Giants. Mm-hmm. So when he signed with Arizona, he is now going to be traded sooner or later someone else. To like the so, American League. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen now. They were talking about Shelby Miller's up for if someone wants to get Shelby Miller. Huh. Shocking that the the Diamondbacks sucked. You you fooled us last year, Major League Baseball, with the Padres. Remember we fell for that like idiots? Yep. Not anymore. We were on this one. We were on this one. You're exactly right. We talked about it. We talked about who are all these guys on the D-backs. They're paying a ton of money for... Grinky, Shelby Mill, all this stuff. You're exactly right. We, we, but isn't it amazing? It's before the All Star break, and they're talking about trading one of their two, one of their two best starters. Yeah. They, they gave up half their roster for too. They, they gave the number one pick that Swansea guy out of Vanderbilt. Wow, who's the shortstop who's supposed uh-huh. to be the next coming uh-huh. of whoever? That is amazing. Wow. Well, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, Pagan has been kind of in and out back. But there's guys, there's guys that are playing. You know, Williamson, this 
this, the number one pick out of uh, uh, the first round pick out of USC, the eighth picked, um, that is on the Giants. Green, he's he's doing okay. Gillespie, who's that was a Giants top pick years ago, has been bouncing around. I think he even went to to the White Sox and and whatever these guys that are playing. It's just, but but you know, you know you're exactly right. You got Bumgarner, who actually lost a game the other day, but still has like a two point something ERA. Uh-huh. Didn't shouldn't have lost. You had you had Cueto throw last night, 115 pitches, um, absolutely shut down the Rockies. You know, Samarja is getting some wins on occasion. You know, he's been a little bit shaky, but but you know, you have that kind of pitching. You, it doesn't matter who your lineup is. You have a chance to win at AT and T Park. Yeah, and get the yeah. We just keep repeating ourselves and get on streaks. So yeah, well, Giants playing well. There's a long season. What are we yeah. six and a half back? Because you guys didn't play today. Yeah. Is that what I'm guessing? Yeah, six and a half back. The the thing that I'm most impressed with the Giants is they've got a 28 and 16 road record. You know, you talk about their pitchers and they're kind of you know tailor made for AT and T Park. But you know, if you can win. If you can win on a lot on the road as well, you know that that bodes well. But like I said, it's not the season's not even half over. If you if this is an old rule from the eighties, and I don't know if I even kept up on the nineties, but I always used to pay attention to the road record because if the Dodgers were above five hundred on the road, they were usually in playoff contention. Mm. And when you're twenty eight and what did you say? Twenty eight and sixteen. Yeah, that means that you're winning a lot of games. Yeah, but but there's the other thing: if the Giants were in any other league. They would be up by 12 games. Yeah. And, and you're only six and a half over the Dodgers, and they said Kershaw is throwing already. So hopefully we can uh, put at least a scare into you guys. No, Freak. Listen, don't, no reverse psychology. We know uh, that doesn't uh, work. Well, I, we know it kind of does if you let it. But, um, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, you know, but it is. It is. All-star break's coming up. I think Cueto... The way all the starts have lined up, Cueto might get the start. And he pitched. He pitched a great game last night. Um, right. Anyway, so so who's so Kershaw's on the DL right now, but he's working out. When will he be back? They they don't know, but it could be after the All Star break immediately. They thought it might be another couple weeks, but I guess he's feeling good. He's a warrior, Comer. He's a warrior. You know, honestly, though, that dude is a warrior. He is. I mean, it's like give him the ball; he'll throw two hundred pitches if he needed to. Yeah, you know, in, in yeah. I love that guy. But so here's the thing: um, we're all star games coming up. It's my favorite of all because it's always next to my birthday. Many times it's landed on my birthday, mm. July fourteenth, mm. which is the day the French rush the um, uh, guillotine or whatever. So guillotine. And uh, wonderful things happened for those weird Frenchies. By the way, don't tell me French Germany. You know, I'm all German all the time, so I'm hoping that they took care of biz. I will find out tonight. In other news, um, I did want to talk to you about the All-Star Game. Could I talk to you about that? Yeah, sure. All right. I still love it. It's my favorite of all the sports for All-Star Games. Um, they, uh, Grantland, not Grantland, that's done. Uh, the Ringer. The new Bill Simmons thing came out with how they could fix the all-star home run derby. And one of them was, we've discussed, putting all pitchers in, you know, Fernandez and Kershaw and Bumgarner. The other one was have uh, have targets in the outfit. Like, 
If you hit it into this place, you get three points. So, like, if you hit it 500 feet, you get an extra. How do you feel about targets? How do you feel about the home run derby, first off? I think the home run derby cause, creates a lot of excitement for the especially the younger generation of baseball fans. When I was coaching an all-star team a few years ago, Gonzalez was, I think, playing for the Padres. No, I think it was the Red Sox maybe, but he was in it. And I remember the team after practice wanting to come over to the house to watch the home run derby. You know, and, and I think it's I think the the fans really enjoy it. I like it. It's kind of fun. We know it's a total, you know, whatever. But it I, I like it. I think it's good. And I would love to see Bumgarner get into the home run derby because I think he could compete reasonably well. Well yeah, and, and <laughs> I was talking to a Giants guy the other day. He was talking about he thought that Bumgarner could play outfield like um, Ankiel or Babe Ruth. And I said, are you freaking high? And he goes, no, man. You see the home runs? I said, yeah, he hits home runs. He's strong. He's a good athlete. But all he does is look dead red. You want to strike him out, throw three straight curveballs, and he won't swing the bat. Right. All he does, every one of his homers, I would guess, out of – Every homer, like 99% of them are him looking dead red fastball and just swinging from his heels. Am I wrong? No, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Can he play left field? Probably. <laughs> oh, no way. No way. I mean, you know he probably could. That son of a gun. Gosh, I hate that guy. <laughs> well, All right. well that's, it's, 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 been, it's been a lot of fun, obviously. I don't know what else is going on. I know the Cubs aren't playing as well. Uh, the Nationals have been doing okay. Hey, we I, talked about the, the holes with the Cubs, and the, they are a feast or famine. Yeah. And, you know, um, uh, Jonah Carey, your favorite columnist that does baseball for CBS now, mm-hmm. he, uh, on his rankings, he does rankings every week, and then on the rankings he puts what the uh, plus-minus is. Yeah. You, know, you talk about it a lot also. And I think he moved Giants finally ahead of uh, the Cubs for the number one spot. But the Giants plus minus is 42. Dodgers was 38. So they're very close. And the Giants are, and then the Cubs are still like 152. Well, here's the most recent up-to-date numbers. They're pretty close. 149 for the Cubs. Look at that. I said 152. 79 for the Cardinals, who are eight and a half games out. Right. 63 for the Giants. And 46 for the Dodgers. There's starting to be a little bit of a gap there because it has been very, very close. Well, I think they lost 8 nothing. Maybe it put today's 8 nothing in there or something. It probably included tonight's loss 6 to nothing too. Yeah, so this is, yeah, so three days ago it was yeah. within like 10 runs right, total right, right, for the whole right. year, which is what, 0.1 per whatever. So that, that does tell a big story. So St. Louis has been very unlucky. Mm-hmm. And the Giants continue to win the games that they need to win. Dodgers saying, uh, I still would fear, okay, you got to fear the Giants because it's even year and they know how to win in the playoffs. But as far as team, top to bottom, I would fear the Nationals. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just because they're hitting, I believe, is right. better. But not as clutch. Right. So maybe I would still fear. I don't know. I, you know the thing about the Giants is, you know, they're in. If you look in the, if you look in the stats, right? So you're going to go and you're going to look at hitting in the National League. Team hitting or you know team batting 
is, you know, they're in the top. They're number four. You got the Cubs, the Cardinals, the the Rockies, of course, then the Giants. And this is the only area the Dodgers are significantly lower than the Giants is, is in batting. The Dodgers are 10th because if you go to pitching, the Dodgers actually are fourth and the Giants are fifth. It's, and, and this is on ERA. You know, there's a lot of different ways. And then fielding, the Dodgers have a very good defensive team as well and are second in the National League and the Giants fifth. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm wondering how they keep track of that because Chase Utley cannot throw the ball on a double play. Like, it three hops it. He's a three hopper. <laughs> well, there's there, Ryan Sandberg was known, and I had some former professional baseball players told me, he went like 72,000 innings without making an error mm-hmm. because if he wasn't sure he could get the ball – he wasn't going to go try to get it. He'd alligator it. So, so, so that's uh, that, well, that was, was kind yeah. of a skewed little statistic. Well, but, I think we talked about Brian Downing, and when the Angels really sucked, all the Angel fans would be like, all they could put their hat on. And I know about this because I used to put my hat on the Clippers with uh, Michael Cage would get would win the rebounding championship, and that I would celebrate it like we just I remember won Michael champ. Cage. Yeah, yeah the San Diego State and. Uh, and so, that, I mean, when, you're, when your team just sucks, you're looking for anything. Mm-hmm. And they used to always be like, Brian Downing set the record for most games without an error. And I'm like, you've noticed that he's only gotten to five balls this year, and we're in game 67. Like, stop it with the error thing. That's the worst way to find out how well, good it, a ball player is. It is, it is, uh, it is pretty funny. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you have the, the Dodgers are – Definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with, especially Kershaw gets healthy. They figure out, you know, they figure out what their starting rotation is. Who, yeah. who, you know, you know that 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 lineup can hit. Well, they're and, primed to they're primed to go out and get a a pitcher. They're talking about the good pitcher on the A's, not Gray. There's, I guess, there's another one on the A's. It's no, really good. No they're good trying to get. No, there's none. Yeah, no, they're good, and I think he uh, they beat the. Uh, Giants, the hated ones, as we call them, three out of four. So, uh, yeah, thanks. That was really nice. Okay, so let's move on to basketball then. Okay, um, a lot, a lot going on in basketball. And the Jazz, actually, who we talked about, I'm not not a huge Jazz fan, but you know they've actually been very active this offseason. I don't know if you've been following them, but they picked up Boris Diaw from the. Um, <laughs> what is he like? Seventy seven. He's a is little that... older, but he'll be maybe second string. Um, you know, um, but you, well, maybe because they have Rudy Gobert, who's actually long and Derek favors, but yeah, they picked up, uh, the, the point guard from the Indiana Pacers, George Hill, who's really a good point guard. And then Joe Johnson, who also is probably about 47 about this time. Yeah. But the, the, the pundits, the experts are saying that the jazz made some good moves. Well, Well, I bet a guy, a jazz fan that the jazz sucked and that they wouldn't win a playoff series for, I gave him five years. Have you ever done a five-year bet and actually kept up with it? This is year five, by you know, the way. You know, Mr. Bodybuilder Walliston uh, from our Wasatch Fantasy Football League. Yeah, he's the body. Oh, gosh, that guy's hot. We, we had a running bet. If the, if, the, if the Niners swept, you know, won both games against yeah. the Rams, then he'd pay me 100 bucks. And then, and, but if they just split, nobody owed, then I would pay him. And for many years, he paid me. And for some years, I paid him. 
And then that got, so it was many years. It was it was yeah. it was many years. My Rams, by the way, but that's a yearly bet. Like yeah. this is five. I gave him five years. I don't think I gave him five. I think he added two on me. But five years. To, so I'm like, this is it. Like, give me my stake. We're going to Ruth Chris. It's done when the Jazz don't get out of the first round. So I just want one more bad year out of them, and then they can do whatever they do. So well, I think uh, I think it'll be you know it'll be interesting to see. I think they'll get better. I like their coach. All right, enough of the basketball. I'm, I'm oh, I got I got something for us. Okay. I, because I wrote this down, like, uh, I think a month ago when I thought we were going to pot again. So, um, Colin Cowherd. Have you heard of that guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Colin Cowherd, out of nowhere, and I'm driving, and I knew this was going to resonate in the greater Wasatch area, uh-huh. is talking about USA soccer. Did you want to talk about this? Because I wrote some crap down. I, and I never, I never do any homework. This was, this was last week, and it actually was very big news. So go ahead. Go ahead. Right. So I'm listening, and I'm driving, and he goes, I like to compare stuff to colleges and whatever. Colin, do your thing. So Colin Coward goes, uh, Germany is Alabama, and uh, Argentina is uh, USC because they can win, but then they can blow it. And like, so he's has a college team. And then he says something that I agree 100%. And as soon as I heard it, I'm like, this is going to go crazy in Utah. I'll be seeing tweets from the Comer family any second. And he goes, USA is like BYU football. And he said, the good teams don't take them super seriously, but they can beat anybody for one game and they can show like they're the best in one game. And then, and then, you know, but they're always there. They're yeah. always around. Yeah, they're always said, a threat. He said that they probably aren't going to beat the top. I think he's a top five or six teams. Yeah. But 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 they're they're. I don't know if he said scrappy or they're always there or they're whatever that is. But yeah, that that I right. that was pretty funny and that actually a lot of people are talking about that around here. And right. I was just waiting to hear what Utah was compared to. Was Utah? Um, so uh, he said uh, Cameroon. Oh, Cameroon. Because in in Africa, they think they're good, but once they leave the state, uh, they find out that they suck. You know, so, you know what's funny is when there used to be FIFA, like 2004, uh-huh. there was Cameroon made the World Cup one year or something. And oh, yeah. they had a bunch of little guys running around. They were, very, they were pretty fast. That's funny you brought up Cameroon. I was thinking more like Estonia, you know. <laughs> Well, it just, it's any any place that thinks that they're awesome, and then they find out that they're really not. Exactly. So, I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know. But here, so since I never do any homework, I did 10 things BYU football, how it equals USA football. Uh-huh. Are you ready for yes. it? Yes, absolutely. All right. You better be, because I don't ever do any of this kind of stuff. All right. Number one, bunch of smaller, less athletic white guys. They both have smaller, less athletic white guys. All right. Number two, good history in one skill position, QB for BYU and goalkeeper for USA. The rest of them, eh. All right. Number three, always good and on occasion elite, but everything has to be perfect. So everything has to line up and they can be elite. All right. Number four, can beat the best every once in a while. BYU beat Miami and Oklahoma, uh-huh. and USA Soccer beat Germany, the champions of the world. Okay. Last year. Okay. okay. Now Five. These, now, these are, these are things you wrote, right? Yeah. No, okay. this is me. Like, very good. Because I, yeah. I thought it was a perfect example because it was random that he said it. I would have 
by the way, said Boise State, but uh, he went BYU, so good for him. Um, all right, number five, lose out on 50-50 athletes to higher-profile football programs. Havili, Gustafson, Halota, Nada, those kind of guys, they went elsewhere. Uh-huh. And then we lost out on that Italian kid and this Mexican-American kid. They both went with the national powers, Italy and Mexico. Right. So right. there you go. Right. But on occasion, we'll, we'll snag the top guys right. on occasion. Yeah, right. But sometimes the, the big-time elite takes off. Okay. Six, play at a disadvantage. Two-year mission for the BYU guys. The U.S. Soccer League plays in college and for two or three years. And that is actually what most scholars in the football say is bad for soccer. They say... College soccer in the U.S. is so inferior and so bad that they start, uh, when they get back into the real leagues, it, it puts them behind the eight ball. Oh, so, yeah. All right, seven. BYU is the Lord's University. USA is the Lord's chosen land. Okay. <laughs> Number eight. Main rivals. Mexico. Hate USA. Okay, so this is soccer. Main rival. Mexico. Hate USA because they couldn't get into USA. Obnoxious and throw urine as it block bags at players. U of U. Hate BYU because they couldn't get into BYU. Obnoxious and throw urine and beer bottles at players. So, all right. Number nine, BYU football and USA football fans are both a little delusional on how important their sport is in the grand scheme of things. Sorry, it's true. Okay, number 10, BYU football and USA football are both disliked for views outside of the sports arena. Most hated team in 1991, right, BYU? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the flags are burned daily with the USA because people are jealous and they hate us. Yeah. All right. There it is. There's my 10 comparisons between BYU football and USA football. Well, I think that's pretty good. I, I think that they're actually most of those are, are pretty accurate. Uh, you know, you, you had a little bit of time wait by the phone last week to jot that yeah. down. I spent three and a half hours on that, so you better have enjoyed it. It was awesome. I enjoyed it greatly. As a matter of fact, it'd be nice if we could get that in, in hard copy, you know, yeah. so I could reread that and, and critique it a little bit. <laughs> really get down and dirty. You can't take them away. You can add to it. I'll let okay. you add to it. Okay. It's kind of like the Bible. In Revelations, you can't add to or take away from. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, let's let's get a little bit of email action going on. All right, it has been a while. All right, by the way, this email is like three and a half weeks old since you haven't called me for that long. All right, email number one. Okay, so this is I got a lot of email after Iceland beat England, so this is the first one. Uh-huh. This one is hard to understand. The football win for Iceland over England was like when the orange sky shall turn into a butterfly with the wings of iron dragons. However, the loss to France hurt like a werewolf searching in an endless cave for her cub. But again, what is football if a man never had any feet? Sincerely, Bjork. So, I'm totally confused by that, but I guess uh, Bjork it makes just sense. has issues. Bjork yeah. has a lot of issues. Yeah, and this one's a couple weeks old, too. Pat Summit, Buddy Ryan, both dying. There's no way I'm making it past 2016. Lead singer, Smash Mouth. Once again, throwing himself with Buddy Ryan and Pat Summit. So what's your deal with Pat Summit? I know since we live in a liberal media, 
that we have to make it that Pat Summit is as great as everybody else and la 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 Pat Summit, she's better than uh, what do you think? Is she? Is she is she on the Mount Rushmore of college coaching? I don't know. I think probably. I think I think what she did for so long, um, even if it's a sport that you know Maybe we don't follow very uh, closely and have no interest in watching. Um, I think that I think that you know probably what she did. It, when somebody can do that in their perception against their or in their in 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 their own market against their peers consistently, I would say that she you know had probably does yeah. All right. So you got uh, I'd go Dean Smith, Adolf Ruff. Uh, of Kentucky pride. Um, and then of course, John Wooden and, uh, coach K mm. and then Pat would just kind of be in the background. Like, so you know how people wanted to put Reagan on the Mount Rushmore. Uh-huh. Maybe she would be in that spot, the fifth spot. Yeah, maybe. All right. You know, maybe. All right. By the way, my wife just called and she's watching a sing along sound of music oh. with a bunch of drunken, people we have drunkards out here in socal so <laughs> hooray for that okay i think there's another email that i have to go to. okay uh this is the last email uh congrats to joey chestnut setting the record at nathan's on the fourth of july oh, yeah. he, killed, he killed more dogs than i could ever dream of michael vick so well, that was, uh, you know, he did break the record, his own record, or I think he's champion again. And every time I watch that, it, I don't really, um, you know, I'm not really hungry for, for hot dogs for <laughs> about is, two weeks, it man. Is, I haven't missed one since it's been on. And we get all the kids together and watch what I call the greatest eight minutes in all of sports. And it is so disgusting. And I want to puke, and then, it, but it's good because it makes me when I go into the beach or to the pool that I'm not going to eat for a while. So I keep my girlish figure because I watch Joey Chestnut do it right. Mm-hmm. And they have those girls behind them, <laughs> all the little hot girls that are giving them the buns and stuff. <laughs> this girl's got to be so disgusted. Oh, it's disgusting. How sick of it are you from looking on your TV and they're right there. And it's always hot and humid and sweaty. Yeah. Hey, Nathan's, maybe put up some shade. I don't know. Can we not see a bunch of sweaty people? And Joey Chestnut's got a beard now. So part of it's caught in the beard. And, yeah. Oh, he likes gosh, that. It's you know, so good. Everyone's getting beards now. That's just kind of the new, the new thing is the sloppy, un, you know, the sloppy messed up beards. That's yeah, hipster beard. And by the way, I'm getting one the second I get released. Uh, as a guy with a double chin, that's the first thing that's going to happen. So, <laughs> well, those were really good emails. It's been, it's been too long. You know, we went right through the fourth uh, yeah. without the without the pod. You know, we have the All Star game. So the All Star game will be. Coming up one week from um, Tuesday. Tuesday, no, huh? It's on Tuesday. So here's the question. Are we doing a live face-to-face Saturday pod a week from Saturday? Is that going to happen? I believe so. Let me double-check and just, uh, you know, just make sure that everything's... uh, You're not going to be in Bulgaria. 
Not yet. That the Bulgarian trip is just going to happen a little bit, uh, a little bit later. Yeah, I will be here. We'll be back from San Diego. We'll be at a Giants Padres game next Friday night. <laughs> oh, at least you're going to have a chance to see the best stadium in California, or new stadium in California. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to that. <clears throat> It'll be good, but we will be in San Diego for about five days. Just hey, keep of, your eyes open at the San Diego Stadium. We can go over my rankings, my stadium rankings. Okay. All right. I'll take a look at that because, you know, I have not been to Petco. I went to, to, to the Murph many, many times. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about the girls. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> no, I just walked in and gave her the look. She's still mad that I told people that uh, girls should have long hair and high heels, which is the truth, by the way. Listen, if she doesn't want to get mad at you, she probably shouldn't listen to the podcast. I'm just saying. You know, That's, I told her. I said, if you want to truly know who I am, don't listen to the podcast. Just listen to the stuff I tell you. Well, listen, it's as usual. It's been great to, uh, you know, great to uh, hook up again. I'm glad. I, I hope you didn't wait by the phone too long. You no. know, but, but we will plan on this next week. We'll We'll plan on having it face-to-face. Face-to-face. And we'll see, and we'll have a lot to talk about the All-Star game and what we're looking at going into the next, uh, the, the second half of the season. Love it. All Sounds right. awesome. All right, Jimmy Boy. Well, as always, it's great to see you, and hope uh, you know you have a great week. And until next time, we will catch you on the flip side. Boom.